Hey, welcome to Some Assembly Required. And this is Pat talking. I, I got a question for you. Do you like the last word? I do. Do you love being right in an argument? Oh, I do. But is that the most important thing? Stay tuned. Hello, we're glad you've joined us here on Some Assembly Required. This is our podcast here at the Waynefleet BIC Church. My name is Julie Adams, and I'm here with Pastor Pat Hand that you just heard from. Hi, everybody. Good to see you today. <laughs> How's it going? It's good. Good. It's good, good. Well, I don't know how I felt about what you said a minute ago there. It. Uh, do you like to have the last word? Well, of course I do. <laughs> I kind of like to be right, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I tell you, we all have opinions. Yeah. We, we all have preferences in life. We sure do. You know? Yeah. And in this culture we're living in right now, boy, we are seeing that people want the last word. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's it's such a funny thing because we claim to be so, so accepting as a culture. Anything right. goes. Yeah. Ev- anything. We accept everybody and everything, mm. but yet we still hold these strong opinions. It's, yes. it's kind of a funny contrast, I think, these days. It is. I, I think it's a kind of a, uh, it, it's kind of ironic that we, um, we want everybody to have freedom and acceptance and tolerance, unless you disagree with me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and um, it's interesting in 1 Corinthians that that's where we are right now in chapter 8. Um, 8 through 10, right? 8 through mm-hmm. 10. And we're in the fourth week. And what's interesting is uh, the Apostle Paul is dealing with stuff uh, 2,000 years ago that is just as relevant today. Yep. It's you know? like a second verse, same as the first, kind of a... <laughs> a little bit louder and <laughs> yeah. a little bit worse. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we, we see Paul dealing with the early church about this, I would say rather strongly, mm-hmm. but he he deals with them addressing this idea of... of opinions and preferences mm-hmm. uh, becoming just as important as um, really doctrinal matters of salvation. Yeah. And it's interesting because uh, having grown up in a, uh, I grew up in a fundamentalist uh, uh, independent Baptist background, mm-hmm. and it was interesting that some of the things that uh, you would hear some of the preachers preach, not all of them, but you'd hear some preachers preach they would preach their preferences and their mm. opinions on the same level as the gospel. Ah, uh, I see what you're saying. You know saying. what I'm saying? Yeah. And and so uh, they would they would do that, and that was what was going on back in the day yep. with Paul, and it was over food. Mm. Well, I mean, we do like food. <laughs> we are foodies yes. here on staff. We yeah. are always talking about food and different recipes, and we can't wait to have a planning day where we have a yeah. where we have a theme for lunch, Potluck, yes. right? Right. Yeah. So it's um, food was a big deal back then. There were Jewish believers who uh, absolutely abhorred the idea of eating food that had been sacrificed to idols, uh, principally meat, mm-hmm. meat that had, uh, that medium well steak, uh, yeah. that ended up in the market. 
uh, they wouldn't touch it. I mean, that had been sacrificed to a god. Yeah. And so, little g-god. And so, then there were Gentile believers, principally, who said, well, these are just little g-gods. They're not even real, and it's it's steak. Yeah. You know, no big deal. It's going to go to waste. It's going to go to waste. Yep. So, uh, I'm going to get the pot roast. I'm going to get the steak, and... And I don't see this as a big deal. And I mean, boy, they were in contention with mm-hmm. one another and, and really fighting about it. And they were disagreeing over these non-salvation issues mm-hmm. that they put up on the same scale yeah. as salvation issues, you know. And, and so it was kind of interesting. Uh, Paul deals with this in Galatians. He says in Galatians 3, For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus, and all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in Christ. Man, he was getting them to to really understand that. Mm -hmm. He, He was trying to help them to see that, hey, we are one in Christ. It doesn't matter about our preferences and opinions. Um, you know. And so they, they were fighting, well, you should be circumcised. No, you don't have to be circumcised. And Well, you should follow the law to be saved. No, no, it's by grace. You don't have to follow the law. Well, you shouldn't eat meat sacrificed to idols. It's okay. You can eat meat sacrificed to idols. They're not real. It's just steak. Can... You know, what about slaves and, and folks who are free worshiping in the same church on the same service in worship on Sunday? Uh, could they do that together? Uh, and women, they should be able to pastor and serve and lead. Oh, no, women must be subservient. They, they can't do that. And, and so they had all of these non-salvation issues. So where did their opinions come from then? Like Same place our opinions do. <laughs> But it sounds like a lot of these, so for example, oh, sacrifice to an idol, that makes it unclean or wrong. Mm -hmm. And they fought over that. But it feels like they're trying to inject salvation into that. Do Do you know what I'm asking? Do you know what I mean? Sure, sure. Because if you can elevate your opinion or preference that high, then people have to listen to it. And people, uh, people will have to yeah. abide by it, right? If, if you can elevate it that high. And, and so that was, that was what was happening. And, and really, um, all of these things were secondary to the doctrinal truth of who Jesus is and the gospel of Jesus resurrecting from the dead and mm-hmm. paying our sin debt and that we should give our lives to him and he should be Lord of our life. You know, all, now that's what we should be talking about, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but they weren't. They were just really tied up in these, uh, these non-essential to salvation. They, they were opinions and preferences imposed as doctrinal issues. Instead of, well, instead of loving others more than self, instead of caring about others more than getting in the last word. Mm-hmm. And so it relationships had degraded. I read know? a quote. It's funny. This morning I was on social media as a lot of my mm-hmm. role is on social media. And I, I read right. a, quote, a quote that said, it's much more difficult to keep millions of kings happy than millions of slaves. Yeah. Meaning if everyone thinks that they are... Yeah 
top dog. Wow. It's hard to keep everyone happy, whereas everyone yeah. thinks of themselves as a servant to others. It's much easier to... Uh, that is a, a wonderful statement because that mm-hmm. would go right along. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to use that. Uh, <laughs> it goes right along with what we're talking about here, that our love for others is far more important than our tightly held opinions. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think... I think in our current culture, um, I mean, think about it. We have opinions about politics mm-hmm. and sports. Yep. You know, secondary issues like divorce and remarriage. Yep. You know, secondary issues like movies and entertainment. Yeah. You know, um, alcohol, uh, how to raise our kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, worship music, women in ministry. All of these things are secondary issues. I'm not saying they're not important issues, but I'm saying in comparison to the gospel, they're nothing, yeah. right? And, and so in, in this current culture, it, it is amazing how strongly people feel, and particularly on these pandemic issues. Mm-hmm. You know, I have very strong opinions about the pandemic. Yeah. I have very strong opinions about masks and vaccines, can I tell you, I don't think anybody's dying to know my opinion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I can't really say that I'm dying to know anybody's opinion about that. Well, at this point, no, probably not. Right? <laughs> well, it just, yeah. So um, my husband's a dentist and he said, he's often said, mm-hmm. people come in and he said, I don't bring it up. When it was close to the election, he sure. said, I don't bring it up unless they bring it up. Yep. He said, I don't bring up anything about it. I let them make the first move because it's like talking about like when the American election was going on. He's like, I don't (laughs) say a word about Trump versus Biden unless they say something. And I still don't say much. (laughs) Well, he's a smart guy because, you know, it's so funny being an American up here in Canada. It is funny in 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 an odd way, not in a in a hilarious way but it's funny in an odd way to see uh so many biden and trump signs in the yards of canadians yeah interesting that isn't is, it fascinates me yeah well i think probably the further north you go probably less it dilutes it a bit more but we're yeah. so close to the border that what happens there directly affects us yeah i had know? somebody was we were talking about that one day when i first came and they said yeah down here in niagara we're the 51st state <laughs> well that's pretty close to it yeah yeah but it is interesting there there are uh folks in our church that have tried to draw me into a biden trump argument uh, mm-hmm. and i'm going why in the world do you even care yeah. you, you can't you can't even vote you know well, and why do we do that, Pat? Like, why do we try? Why can't you just have an opinion and I have one? And, yeah. you know. I think you summed it up in that statement that you gave. Yeah. About kings. kings versus slaves. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think when we are determined that we have the right to say what we want to say, no matter how we say it, when, when we live by that code, then um, we we are out to intimidate. We are out to alienate. Mm-hmm. We we are going to uh, lose the ability to influence people over things that really matter. 
Mm. And that's the ah, gospel. That's a good thing to keep in your mind. Yeah. We're going to lose the ability to influence. And, and see, here's the thing. I, I'm really concerned about this because we find ourselves um, basically, we find ourselves alienating over things that, uh, that people won't forget. Yeah. And that's family. Mm-hmm. I mean, blood relatives are separating yep. from each other over different things mm-hmm. that are not even essential to salvation. Yeah. Or Jesus or, or, or doctrine, you mm-hmm. know. And life is just too short for that. Life is too short to go through life saying, I got to get the last word. Yeah. It's just too short to go through that with family and friends. Mm-hmm. And, and that is what has happened in politics. That's what's happened in these pandemic issues. And we're losing the ability to influence people for the gospel because these other voices in us have become so loud and we don't even talk about the gospel because, well, politics and religion, you know, we don't talk about that. Mm -hmm. And, and so, but we don't mind expressing our opinion to people, but when it comes to the gospel, we just clam right up. And so we're losing, the church is, the church in general is losing the ability to influence people for, um, for the gospel. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, and evidently the same thing was going on in Paul's day. He said in chapter 9 and verse 12, we would rather put up with anything than be an obstacle to the good news about Christ. Mm. Wow. When's the last time you heard anybody say that? Yeah. that or practice that. That's like a, that's a perspective that you kind of want to, mm-hmm. when someone says that, you almost want to put your hands over your ears and say, oh, well... <laughs> I didn't, I didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah, what? What's your next point? <laughs> um, well, and Paul makes a point. I mean, that guy was like a dog on a bone. When he got onto something, he wasn't letting go until he was able to help people understand. And so he goes into chapter 9, and he says, you know what? I'm bivocational. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, uh, I don't... I don't charge for preaching. I haven't asked for a dime from you. At so Corinth. he'd be more like a Sunday school teacher here, like a no. He no? would be more like a like a bivocational pastor. He would be he would be somebody who earns his living outside of the church, okay. so that he can do the work of a pastor and preach and teach and and lead and so mm-hmm. forth. And that's what he did. He and Priscilla and Aquila had a tent making business or leather working business. And that's how they paid the bills so that he could continue working. And mm-hmm. my guess is that Aquila and Priscilla probably did the lion's share of it so that he would be free to, you know, I to see. serve, yep. you know. So, so here he was. He said, I have, I'm an apostle of Jesus Christ. I have every right to expect you to pay me for what I've done. Mm-hmm. I have every right to expect, even Jesus taught that, that the, um, Workman is worthy of his hire, and um, but I absolutely would not take a dime for my time here on purpose. I laid that right down on purpose, and, and he did that because back in the day, there were a lot of charlatans. There were a lot of that TV preacher mentality, uh, yep. you know? And they, some of these guys uh, were out after the money. They were, mm-hmm. they were just hitting people up for money. 
And, and Paul did not want to be painted with that paintbrush. He, the ability to influence people for the gospel was far more important to him mm. than how he'd be perceived or get a paycheck. I see. Right? Mm -hmm. And so in this particular case, he uses that as an example. And he says, hey, I laid that right down. Uh, I didn't have to. I wanted to. Mm -hmm. uh, he said, I didn't want to be an obstacle. And, and so he contends that, hey, some days, there's just times in our life that we lay down our rights. And what some people would say, God-given rights. Mm -hmm. We lay our rights down so that uh, we sacrifice our rights, lay those things down so we can share Jesus, so that we can be the hands and feet of Jesus to our brothers and sisters and to the community around us. And, and this was big to him. So can you imagine what would happen if we as believers said, you know, I feel really strongly about vaccines. Mm -hmm. I feel really strong about masks. But you know what? None of those things. I feel much stronger about who Jesus is, and I want people to know who he is. I want people to hear the gospel. I want them to see the gospel in action by my actions, by mm -hmm. my attitude. I want to love people like Jesus did more than I want to have the last word. Wow, what would that do in our community? Yeah. If there were a group of people who on purpose lived that way. That's what Paul's asking. That's mm -hmm. what Paul is saying here. Ooh, that feels like a tall order. <laughs> it does. Sometimes. It does from the standpoint of just how strongly we have heard Christians voicing themselves about everything except the gospel mm -hmm. you know yeah. so yes it does sound like a strong order and probably this is one of our more pointed podcasts mm -hmm. about this uh, about these areas because i i think it's distressing i i think it's it's just sad to leave or, or to hear of fellow believers um, how they've expressed themselves um how they've done it on social media. Mm -hmm. um, and, and this is not just people in the pew. This is, this is um, many a uh, man or woman behind the pulpit has been just as guilty of, of preaching preferences and opinions mm -hmm. over the pure and loving story of the gospel. And I, I, think, um, I think we have an opportunity here uh, Paul said in chapter 10, verse 31, he says, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Mm -hmm. you, you can't go for the jugular and win to win an argument yeah. for the glory of God. You can't do it. No. You can't do it. You, you, you can't alienate brothers and sisters or spiritual brothers and sisters uh, over an opinion, you can't do that to the glory of God. You can't do it, mm -mm. you know. And so I, I think, I think, all of us need to step back, take a deep breath, and say, "Ooh, is what I'm doing giving? Am I giving up influence for what's really important, for the sake of these finite, temporary opinions on earth?" over the infinite uh, importance of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this is, this is, um, 
it's important for us uh, as we kind of wrap things up today. Um, you, you can tell I feel pretty strongly about this. Right? <laughs> um, it's a good question. So, yeah, how do we how do we make decisions then? Mm-hmm. That's I you know. Yeah, how do we separate? Uh, it's easy for us to say, "Well, this is about Jesus," you know. Yeah. And so you have to stop and really examine your beliefs and your opinions and your preferences. Um, are they about matters that are eternal? Ha- eternal mm-hmm. have everything to do with what the gospel presentation is about, uh, who Jesus is, um, you know, about the gospel of Jesus. I it, it's so it's so difficult. To help us focus onto that, but if we if we can make ourselves focus on the gospel, then then it's not a matter of giving up our opinions; it's a matter of laying them down mm-hmm. and letting the gospel take preeminence. When we're together as brothers and sisters, when yep. we're shoulder to shoulder, uh, being the hands and feet of Jesus, and and uh, and being able to to live and to tell people about the gospel and that love wins. All right, that is of infinite importance. That is an influence that we we just don't want to lose. Mm-hmm. So you have to balance, okay, is this uh, an eternal thing about Jesus or is this really just something temporary and finite mm-hmm. and that 25 years from now won't matter? Yeah. You know? So I, I think it's just helpful to us to be able to ask ourselves these questions. It's just in the heat of the moment mm-hmm. that we don't do that, right? Yeah. And so um, maybe it's something we have to learn to teach ourselves to think through every day before we hit send. Yes. Before we hit post. Yeah, I would agree. It's uh, it's often easier to be bolder behind a screen than, behind a screen. than in person. and. I mean, the last 18 months have been a lot of behind the screen. For sure. So. And what is that statement one more time? It's easier to keep a million kings happy than a... No, sorry, I got it backwards. That's all right. It's harder to keep a a million kings happy than a million servants. Yeah. And so I think that's a good word for us to go out on and think. And uh, hopefully it'll help us this week. Thanks, Pat. If you need to get in touch with Pat, you can reach him at pat at waynefleetbic.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with me with any podcast suggestions or feedback, I'd love to hear from you as well. And you can reach me at julie at waynefleetbic.com. So we look forward to connecting with you again soon and have a great week. Bye, everybody. <laughs>